This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. I like the Soto move on the surface of it because that's one that Yankee fans have to admit not even Brian Cashman can swear. I don't want to give up Michael King, but Michael King, what was it, two years ago? His like elbow like blew up. Mm. Uh, the package, I- I'm okay giving up that package. The main thing is you're fixing what actually ails the Yankees, which has been the offense. They have to get more left-handed bats. They're bringing in a premier left-handed bat. It's the best bat outside of Otani that that's available. Yeah, this one. The reason why Soto is so good is for me as a Yankee fan. Not even Brian Cashman can get this one wrong. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Will they make the deal already, Gordon? I mean, all we keep saying trade agreement is being finalized now. Trade agreement will happen. Trade will happen. Larry, have you ever gone to a doctor's office? Yeah, yeah. Michael King is still sitting there looking at a Highlights magazine from 1979. (laughs) Still trying to get in the office. No, he'll be with you. Actually, when you you go into a doctor's office Mm -hmm. and you say, hey, I'm here, my my appointment's 1030. And then a couple minutes later, someone else will come in and say, yeah, I have a 1030 appointment. Wait a second. You got a 10.30. I got a 10.30. Why, why are we both here at 10.30? And the person that just walked in that has no appointment beats both of you. It's always the way. It's always <laughs> Walk the way. Walk right in. Yep. Walk right in. I, I take. I get in that seat, and I take a lance. I, I look around the room, and I know exactly who's been there. When I got, I know exactly who's walked in after me. Doesn't get me in the room any faster, but I, I'm, I'm counting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, take, I'm keeping track. But you remember. Yes. And when you go in there, you might say something. You know what is also is annoying? You go ever go to the dentist, and then they start telling you things like you knew that you were supposed to be doing these things the entire time. It's like they want you to just quit your job, stay home, and brush your teeth. Yeah. Like they think you have unlimited time to just brush your teeth all. Yep. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I do water pick every night, so I have a, a dental implant, mm-hmm. right? So I went to get my cleaning the other day, and the guy's checking all this thing. He's knocking around. and I don't know what he's doing. So he says to me about the dental implant, he's like, well, do you floss it? I said, well, I do the water. No, no, you got to floss it. I, well, why didn't you tell me this when I got the I've had the thing in my mouth for five years. Nobody told me that. I'm losing bone now. I'm falling apart, Larry. But well, the long story short, Michael King, it takes a while to get all the doctors to agree on these things. So, No, that's not It's it. going to happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's got, I'm telling it's you, it's gotta happen. They're waiting now. Can you imagine how much cursing Brian Cashman will be doing in front of ooh, the, the media ooh, if, if this deal doesn't? What do you blanking want me to do? Blanking, blanking, <laughs> blanking, blanking. I tried to blank and make the deal for blanking Soto. You listen, he's blanking now. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he's he's blanking something. <laughs> he's 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 rolling up the sleeves and getting some blanking done. I believe that as soon as the hot stove comes on, that'll be the top stove. On the yes? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes has a hot, hot stove mm-hmm. ready tonight. I heard Kay talking about it. Yep. As soon as it comes, top story, boom. Can we get, is that, does that come on after Nets basketball? Yes. After the Nets post Can they game. preempt Nets basketball? No, 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 no. Nobody no. needs the Nets basketball. We're no, talking no, about Juan no, no. Soto here. Come on. They won the game. Now all, we right. Got all right, game's over. Get it off. Let's no, go. no, we got a post game. No, we got a post game obligation. Post game. Post game. 
You know, Joe, it's so funny because when Gordon was working at Yes, yeah, he wanted the post game stuff in let's, there. Let's, let's, let's roll it, baby. <laughs> Got to do a deep dive into these that third quarter run by the the New Jersey Nets back then. That's, That's so long right. Ago. With Vince Jason Carter, Kidd. yeah, Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, I remember Richard Jefferson, Gordon. There was a. It was a playoff. <laughs> you know how the playoffs are when, they, when the media comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like the conference, like the, deep in the playoffs, and you know it's shoot around. And he had a one on one. Carter's doing a one on one, and after he finished the one on one, the horde of yeah. media yeah. started running towards him. And if you could see the expression on his face, he was like, "Oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to be run over." Yeah. <laughs> It is a horde, that's for sure. It is. Yep. It is. Trying to get that trying to get that wisdom mm. from what the players are going through. What are you thinking about, Vince? What's going on? What what's what's how are you gonna do he was Gordon, can I tell you he was a joy to watch when he was Yeah, on absolutely. Radio. He was a joy to watch when he was with the Nets. And he, he was, was a good dude. He was. He was a good absolutely dude. Absolutely well. was. Yeah. Absolutely was. Well, I tell you, um, Gordon, once again as we wrap up the Knicks and we'll move on from them, I'm just really curious for me. I think I mentioned this on the Sunday show I did. This West Coast trip is going to be interesting. How are they going to fare themselves? Now, they've got back-to-back with the L.A. teams, Clippers and Lakers. They've got Utah. And so I'm, I'm among others. So I want to see how they perform, how they play against some of these teams. That's going to, you know, once again, you, you, you stack how good you are against the competition that you have. And, you know, especially when you know that Paul George was, you know, in the rumor mill for a mm-hmm. while about yeah. coming here. And you suggested uh, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard yep. you know, might be available. I'm surprised he's still playing, <laughs> but it's early. Uh, you know, you, you kind of, you know, this is an opportunity for you to get a bird's eye view and see exactly, you know, how you fare against them and, you know, what what the interest is. And the nice thing is when that six-game road trip is over, you get uh, Milwaukee back-to-back. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, NBA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee three times. So what is this? It's like oh. a weekend series with, with within baseball. By the way. Yes. It's it started. What's that? It has begun. What's that? I saw today, I was at the gym on the mm-hmm. treadmill getting a little cardio in. Show off. And uh, very little cardio. Okay. But it, I, the TVs are there. Yes. And I saw the blurb for one of the sports show. What would an in-season tournament cup mean for LeBron's legacy? I mean, do you guys, do you guys ever stop? No. Nope. I mean, do they ever stop? It would, here's what it would mean. Nothing. It would mean nothing. An in-season tournament cup wouldn't mean anything to Julius Randle's legacy. Never mind. Hasn't LeBron done enough? You no. think that when LeBron's career is over and they do the documentary about LeBron, that they're going to mention the in, the the inaugural in-season current tournament cup. I mean, what, guys, I know, I know you love LeBron. You're all about LeBron. LeBron, I get it. Give it a rest. Give it a rest. <laughs> it will mean absolutely nothing. It'll it will be one of those trivia questions where you say, "Hey." Who was the superstar that won the first? And, uh-huh. and people at the bar, I don't remember who. I I can't. I mean, was it? Was it? Was it? Anthony I, Davis, New Orleans. I don't even remember who won it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is crazy. But once again, Gordon, what does it speak to? It really speaks to how much we crave championships. 
right, how much it means to us in our arguments about how great athletes are. And listen, I've been a Jordan guy forever. Okay, I love Jordan. I, I you know, don't love him, but I respect him. Right. As a Nick fan, you can't love him, but you no, respect him. of course. Him, all right? But, and I've always said that LeBron was right there. It's hard to compare him to different positions, different sure. body types, so on and so forth. But Gordon, you understand that this guy's played 21 years. It's very impressive. And he's still, I mean, he's he's leading the league in fourth quarter scoring. He's having almost 10 points a, 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 in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah. And he's play, he played 40 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at what he's been able to accomplish, and once again, you understand. Every era, th- that era's athletes, there's other nutritional things you do. There's yeah. other things you add. There's stuff that you do, yeah. workout, uh-huh. stuff like that. <laughs> and, you you know, every era has their own. Yes. But he, what he's able to do, 21 years. And, Gordon, think a lot of those years, he went to the finals like to the end, like game seven mm-hmm. to the end, and then had short turnarounds. He. he He's an amazing athlete. Well, look, at worst, I think you could say he's the third greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. At worst. At worst. So that's not bad. There's no, been a lot of good. guys who have played in the NBA. And to me, what it says, the argument of bringing it up uh, about his the in-season tournament, what it would mean for it just shows me how desperate the LeBron crew is. They, they're just they, they're, they're running out of time to create their <laughs> argument. Wait, but what about this? Well, what about that? It's desperation time. But it he's is. been phenomenal. It's great. Who, who can who can deny his greatness? Nobody. Like, I don't know who the third greatest baseball player is of all time. Mm-hmm. But whoever it is, it's Barry Bond. He was incredible. He was. Couldn't get him out. Couldn't get him out. <laughs> Couldn't get him out. People were out. people were walking. He was walking. In t- he has more intentional walks in his career than the second and third guy on the list combined. Unbelievable. If you combine those two guys together, they still wouldn't have as many. There's not to say, well, you know what? He's not any good because he wasn't Willie Mays. Yeah. He wasn't He wasn't Babe Ruth. No, mm-hmm. he, was a, he was incredible. So being the third greatest or in the conversation, you can be in the conversation. We can have a conversation. Sure. But it's not an insult. No, it's not. I mean, and, and Barry got one pitch to hit. Right, bird bat, and, and maybe, and, and put it in the ocean. <laughs> it's all the way over there. <laughs> that that one he hit off Ted Lilly at the state, the old stadium. Yeah, that went, oh, down, the, my, that oh went down the. That went down the. went down the right <laughs> upper deck and went yeah. down the, when you walk in. Down, Ooh, down. boy! I re, I sat there I was like, what is it? I thought it was gonna go like out of every anywhere. Yeah, I, it's still going. It started rolling down where you come up the the ramp to go to your seats. That's crazy. 1-800-919-3776. Robert Sala made an announcement today, Gordon. Did he? Yes, he did. Yes, he, he did. He didn't text it out? No. <laughs> he texted, but he wasn't. He, he texted something. You know? You know when <laughs> he we wasn't went to a starter. The, when we went to the Paul McCartney concert last year, they had a big thing. Text Sir Paul. Maybe they're going to do one of those uh, at the Jet Games. Text yeah. Robert Sala at this. Yeah. If I'm Robert Sala, I'm changing my number. Yeah. <laughs> This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. As far as quarterback is concerned, uh, Zach will be the starter, Trevor will be the backup, and then uh, Rip will be the uh, third emergency. I think any opportunity you can get in this league is a good one, and I think more than anything, you know, the love and care I have for these guys, you know, especially especially this year for some reason, you know, it's been challenging, you know, I think everyone's felt that, but, uh, you know, extremely excited to be back on the field with these guys. 
<laughs> we, we, we have <laughs> officially lost Larry Hardesty. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. He had me at Love and Care. Yeah. <laughs> The love and care. They had me guys. at rip. That that, that that's the rip. A, that, that's, that is the official hashtag of the season. Rip. rip. Yeah. Yeah. The season's ripped. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Gordon, when you make it, when you make it, the Zach Wilson's back, baby. Zach Wilson. <laughs> Gordon's thrilled. Look at him. He, he's so happy. Just just keep him as a please, Dolphin just fan. Keep he's him so there. happy. It, just keep him there for the Dolphin game. It doesn't matter at this point. It, it uh, the, the like I was saying before, Soto's so good that yes. Cashman can't even screw him up. Mm-hmm. The Jets can't find their their, their 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 way out of a paper bag at this point. I mean, they are they are they are endlessly entertaining to me because I I love their their pain. I love their misery, and I, I have to wonder at at what point for Jet fans do you just say you know what I've had enough of this. I can't take it anymore. Oh, they've said that years ago. I know, but they're still showing up. They're still going to games. They're still complaining about them. At some point, maybe you just have to say you know what. This is a toxic relationship, and the only way for me to fix it is to get out. Yeah. Maybe that's what we have to do for Joe Leo. Maybe later in the show, Mm -hmm. we can maybe help Joe Leo, our resident Jet fan, find a different team. Find another way. Ask him a series of questions. Mm Mm-hmm. And and you know like when people have been in the dating pool long enough they go to a matchmaker because yeah. they, they can't figure it out yeah absolutely maybe we can maybe we can be sports matchmakers mm-hmm. for Joe Leo and anybody any other Jet fan who wants to wants the service we're here to help absolutely that's all we can do absolutely now you got to take the first step yeah you have to un- admit there's a problem and at this point if you can't admit there's a problem there's a problem yeah I think we should do that for Joe yeah. Mm-hmm. He has we'll, suffered long enough. And you know what's so weird? When you hear, maybe this is going down the wrong road, uh, but we'll do it anyway. When you hear as a kid the idea of arranged marriages, you think, oh, my gosh, that's te- how could they do arranging the marriage? Now that I'm an adult, I would do an amazing job for my kids arranging a marriage. Would you really? Oh, absolutely. I'd pick somebody nice for my son. I'd, I'd pick a winner for my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have some... Think about like Grandma Moses. She what was Grandma Moses? A painter? She didn't know she was a good painter until she was like ninety. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have this hidden talent within me, and it's just waiting for it to get out. So now maybe this is the the inspiration that shows me. You know what? I'm right. I would be an excellent matchmaker. So we'll start with Joe Leo and find him a different NFL organization, one that actually brings him, if not joy and happiness, mm-hmm. at least meaningful games beyond Halloween. I can hear. Uh, I'd be. Watching your kids be doing interviews, Daddy Dearest. Yeah. <laughs> How trust I me, hate my trust, dad. Trust me, some of the decisions they've made, if I go to court to, to defend myself, I would have a, a talk about a, a locked case. Oh, I could lock it up. It, we would, we would, the, the jury would bring it back before lunch. Really? It would be like oh, that. Huh? It be, oh, it would be. Uh, it, I would be amazing. I'd be like Perry Mason. <laughs> Or somebody, a good lawyer. I don't know who's a good lawyer. No, he's a, he was a he great was a good lawyer. lawyer right? he, was a he didn't lose. Lawyer. Can't go better than that. Uh, yeah, that's, it. that's it. Can't be better than that. Right. 1-800-919-3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? You're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry. GD, shout out to the company. And boy, Gordon, lather yourself up because you're going to love this call. <laughs> Why is that? So, Okay, I'm, we're going to talk Jets. All right. I, I can't get enough of them. I got to be honest. I can't get enough of them. 
And the way Larry, the way Larry was laughing when Zach had that cut, that's the way I will find myself cackling like a mental patient in the basement. And my wife thinks I'm losing my mind. There will be a play every week. I could sponsor it at this point. I love these guys. Oh, it's fantastic. That play where where this past week, um, who was it? Was it Simeon? I think Simeon like rolled out and he, he can't move whatsoever. No. And he fumbled Statue. the ball off his leg. <laughs> it's, Couldn't go anywhere. It can't, it can't get any worse than this. And then it does. It yeah. just does. Oh, man. oh, man. So first and foremost, shout out to the company again. And I just wanted to, you know, go out and talk because there's two points. Um, one, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I was a little sick of him uh, when he, when, when he, when he was doing the Pat McAfee show, and the reason I'm a little sick of him is because I don't feel, I, I, I kind of feel like the Aaron Rodgers acolytes have kind of like, you know, fomented and gotten stronger because I'm not hearing enough of a defense or an outrage from the media because. Diana Rossini is a very respected media person. And for people to just go out there and jump on this thing, you know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of like a good old boys network where Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson looked into each other's blue eyes and kind of, you know, had this, you know, kindred connection and just felt like it. And at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is a narcissist. He's an ego guy. And what do ego guys love more? They love to prop themselves up because they're really insecure. So they'll have that lesser talented person like Aaron Rodgers had Tim Boyle. So that's kind of how he looks at Zach Wilson in the same situation. And for him to kind of do this and kind of go after a reporter and pretty much go after sources when it's practically the whole team and it's almost been three years of this nonsense, it has nothing to do with the Jets losing culture, my friend. And at the end of the day, you're not really a winning culture yourself. You got drafted into Green Bay that was known for being title town, that was known for, you know, all of its history and lore, and you got into a lucky situation where you sat and developed for three years because I remember you were the guy that couldn't even beat Matt Leinart in a big game. And all of your big games are pretty much comfortable leads. So essentially, you're the biggest front-running quarterback I've ever seen, and yet you're going to go out there and d- defend Zach Wilson when the whole locker room can't even stand him. At this point, what type of leadership are you? Because you're not exhibiting a championship culture by just pointing out the Jack and the obvious dysfunctionalities. You're just actually showing that you're really not you're, you're really not a good person, my dude, to, for, for you to just go out there and attack a woman and her sources when at the end of the day it's practically your whole team. So I just wanted to go out there and sound off. And by the way, I am going to sound off on another fan. Never, ever mention a bozo, bozo, that, that bozo in the morning, you know, that comes in on his weekly spots. I don't ever want to see him as a Jet coach ever again. There is no improvement to him. Just because he's been in the media saying that Zach Wilson's the greatest thing of all time does not mean that he deserves another shot. Because I do not want to have to go through a Tony Sperano offensive coordinator or a Marty Morningwig offensive coordinator pretty much ruining Mark Sanchez and Geno Smith. And at the end of the day, Geno Smith actually ended up being an NFL quarterback. So maybe if Rex wasn't so petty towards John Isaac and actually developed Geno Smith, we would have actually had a better... uh, a 
better franchise. But no, he decided to, you know, go out there and do do his thing. So I'm glad that he's on TV because he should never be a coach. Thank you again. Boy, Jose has been holding a lot. Wow. Rex, that was the glory days. What are you talking about? With Rex, at least you won some games. You went to the playoffs. You did. You did. And that that Rex situation, that was more of an Idzik thing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Idzik that was, was completely Idzik. in over his head. That was Idzik yeah. who, who wanted to leave the cupboard bare and save all the goodies for when he thought he was bringing his head coach. Right, on. yeah. There was just one problem with that. He also got flushed down the toilet. Yeah, and so did his draft picks. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you, can, you complain about Joe Douglas's picks, and and they've not not all been golden. Oof. He had what didn't he have any golden. He had like seven, eight picks one year. Oh, uh, it was more than that, wasn't it? Was, like it was one 10? draft where he had like ten picks, ten and like within that? three years they were all out of the fo- uh, out of the sport. They didn't play football anymore. You know, Jay Samaro, right? Like the big tight end that was going to be so good, <laughs> right? Not so much. No, not, not so much. So much. Um, yeah, it's it. Look. Aaron Rodgers is is uh, here's the thing. On one side, you understand that Rodgers is going to side with his teammates. Of course, that's his job. You, know, that you understand it. Now you can disagree with the veracity of of the language or anything, but he's going to side with his guys. Uh, listen, you know how that locker room feels about Zach yeah. Wilson. Okay, they've put on a better front this year. There's no question about it. They have. Mm-hmm. They have. But. Uh, I don't, but his play hasn't inspired them to feel anything different, and and that's the issue you have, and so you know the fact that he's back is not gonna, you know, make. I know the defense is not happy. <laughs> I can tell you that. No, they. I mean, I know they're not happy. When the season's over, they might go read a book. They they need a break well, after watching this. They do. It's unbelievable. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I love the guys in this locker room, and I would do anything. And I think anytime you have an opportunity to step on this field, you need to take advantage of it. Did you feel the need to address the team at all about that? Because that report kind of was widespread on Monday. No, I don't think so. And I think more than anything, I've had support from those guys through this entire process. I think guys understand where we're at right now. And I've had backing, you know, since day one. And that's why I love this team so much. And you know, they understand the struggles we've been going through. And, you know, I think there can be a lot of respect shown to just keep fighting from everybody. And we're, we're all going through the same thing. Zach Wilson met the media today. He had a lot to talk about, Gordon Damer, a lot to discuss. And I'm still very curious. Now, I don't know whether he spoke to his teammates or did not speak to his teammates. I know he said in the cut that he did not speak to him, didn't think he had to. Um, but I tell you, when when a rumor like that spreads, I think you need to say something to your teammates. That's just me. Yeah, I, I would think you would have to say something. Got to say something. Right? I mean, because somebody on the team had to be the source yep. for that story. And, yep. it, and, and I'm, I'm assuming it was not just one person. No. It was several people. Mm-hmm. And if, if those people heard it directly – they they told two friends and they told two friends and so, and so on and so on and so on and so on yeah so um yeah I would think you would have to talk to the team now I don't know if it's going to do any good no it probably won't but you know it, it's a scary thing though when you you're on a team you lose together what does the coach always say we win together we lose together I don't care what the sport is we're a team we're all all for one and one for all and everybody's out there struggling. And you're one of the reasons why they're struggling. 
for us. And you don't reason. want. And you don't want to. You're like, what? I'm worried about getting hurt. What are you talking about? It's football. Everybody gets hurt. The reason you're playing now is because somebody got hurt. So I mean, come on. What you 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 strap on your your helmet and you go out there, Gordon, and you give the best you can. Okay, we understand you have limitations. We got it. Believe me, we've seen them. We got it. But, Gordon, if you go out there and you give your best you can, that's all we can ask of it. That's all we can ask. If you haven't been prepared or it is what it is, we're sending you out there right now. And for you to, to indicate that I don't, know if I, I don't know if I want to play, I mean, stop. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and, and the idea, well, you know, I'm worried about getting hurt because that might impact my next team. Next team. Next team. Why would we care about your next team? We can't wait for you to be on the next team. Who is this next team that's going to be? Might not be a next team. There might not be a next team. Now, those guys who did that drafted that high, they almost always get a second chance. Okay. Unless, unless you have something really good. I mean, I would be interested top five picks who never got another chance. Did, did Marcus Russell ever get another chance? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't but think I, so. But I would think that that's a very small group of, of yeah. quarterbacks drafted in the top five who never got a second chance. What's the kid so. I say? Josh? Um, Josh Rosen? Yeah. He bounced around a lot. He went to the Dolphins. He went to the Cardinals. I think he was with the Niners for a little while. Mm. Uh, he, he got other – now, he didn't get chances to start, but at least he was in a camp – Mm-hmm. And I think he did pl- – I don't think he – did he play for the Dolphins? He might have played a little bit for the Dolphins. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, those years kind of – oof. It's, those are- <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. But yeah. uh, you get drafted top five, top ten. You almost certainly always get a second chance. I, I'm assuming, much like with Robert Sala, he'll get another chance to go somewhere maybe as a coordinator mm-hmm. because I do think that collectively it – it's like the Jets stink. Like people think that the situation is so bad and so toxic, they just got roped. They got it kind of swept up in it. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think it, nobody's going to take Zach Wilson as a starting quarterback, but somebody will take a shot on him, bring him in, see what he can do, and and who knows? Maybe he he'll be a backup someplace else. Maybe a third stringer, like he should have been here. Yeah. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. John is in Florida. Joins us next on ninety eight seven. Yeah, gentlemen, uh, I called because uh, I wanted to mention that when the uh, the Dolphins weren't winning, because I lived down in South Florida, I mean the place was uh, was freaking empty, and and Miami's known to be a front running team. Now that they're winning, you know, the place is packed. But what I don't understand is why is there so much hate towards the uh, Jets, if you're not a Jet fan, why don't you just sit back and root for your team instead of, you know, pile on the Jets? If you're a Dolphin fan, you're, you're saying? Or just general? Just in general. I mean, uh, the, the the Jets fans aren't calling up, you know, saying how terrible they are. Oh, you haven't heard the show in a while, <laughs> have you, John? Thanks for the phone call, my friend. Oh, you're not, you're not, you don't listen very often, do you? Are you kidding me? And, and partly, I mean, listen to other stations on occasion. People are like, I'm so sick of what they're doing. I'm so sick of talking about the Jets. They don't really know what's going on. What do you make is going on? I mean, all over the country. Yeah. All over the country, people are like, what is going on with this quarterback situation? Because much like the Jet fan, 
They can't believe they're in this situation again with a quarterback. They haven't made they haven't made the playoffs in 13 years. That is unheard of. And let's be honest, they haven't come close. Yeah. It's not like they went down yeah. to the final weekend. That yeah. the one year in Buffalo, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. That one that they came close. Yeah. Other than that, they've been out of it in October a lot of times. Yeah. They've been the, some of the worst teams in the sport. And if I don't know if he was directing it specifically to me, I live by a credo if you can't laugh at yourself, make fun of other people. So, like, that's the – and the Jets, that's a team that I grew up hating as a Dolphin fan. Mm-hmm. So, to see them in misery, I delight. And I'll tell you right now, if, if when the shoe is reversed, it's been reversed plenty of times, if the Jets were going to conference championship games, people would give me a hard time about my team. And, it, and it'll happen this year when the Dolphins – you know, assuming the Dolphins don't win a Super Bowl – People will have, mm-hmm. have give me a heart. That's what part of sports is. That's a rivalry there. And when there's the disparity, you take a look. The Dolphins were where the Jets were not that long ago. Mm-hmm. They were tanking a couple of years. That was the kind of, oh, are they tanking? They're not tanking. And they, they figured out a way. They got a coach in there who can actually coach. And mm-hmm. they got a quarterback who can actually play. And the Jets are still in misery. You're not going to be in misery after this. Hit it. Is it official? Joe Sherman says it's official. Love you, Joel Sherman. Juan Soto trade official, as per Joel Sherman of the Post. That means there's a new right fielder in Gotham. Yes. Oh, this is the move that I've I've wanted it for so long. I wanted it before he went to that day. It was a Saturday, Larry. I remember it like it was yesterday. He turned down that contract with the Nationals. It was clear at that point. I said, this is the guy. This is the guy you go out and get. They should have gotten him then. They didn't get him then. Much like the Jets. Didn't even get close, but they they got him now. And welcome to New York. Juan Soto. Oh, baby. Fantastic. What a job by Hal Steinbrenner. Yankee fans want to hear from you. Along with the Jet fans, 1-800-919-3776. According to Joe Sherman of the Post, it's official. Juan Soto is in pinstripes. We'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer's been running around the studio during the break celebrating the fact that Juan Soto, according to uh, Joe Sherman and now also John Heyman, that the deal is done. Sing it, Frank. Yeah. He's getting on that plane. They finally got King into the office. They, they, he finally put down the Highlights magazine. He got into the office. They took a look. And Juan Soto is on his way. Oh, yeah. That's what we're t- That's a Yankee move. It's true. It is. It is. That's what you normally expect from the team of the Bronx. And now the team in Queens has to have a response. What this means to me, Larry, and we, I said this to you in the break, the Mets have to. Ha- I don't care what the price is. They have to sign Yamamoto now. You can't have the big bad owner flying out to Japan. You can't miss on this. Yep. You cannot allow the Yankees to get Juan Soto and Yamamoto. Not in the same season. No. I mean, can't do it. it 
and and let's be honest, Steve Cohen's had a pretty easy ride here. Mm-hmm. He's gotten some criticism here and there, but now he's got his head of baseball operations. He's got all his people. It took a long time. Finally got him, though. They have to. They must. It is a must sign. They have to sign Yamamoto now. They do. Definitely do. Definitely. Definitely do. No question about it. Back to the phones we go. 1-800-919-3776. Hi, Subi in Midtown. You're next on 98.7. Hey, I'm excited about the Juan Soto trade. I was just wondering if one off season is going to be enough for the Yankees now to fix this uh, last season that they had, considering they didn't have enough left-handed batters. And now with the pitching, do we get someone like a Strowman just to have uh, as a fourth starting pitcher or even a third starting pitcher? Um, I think he would be a good addition to the staff. What do you think? Who was that? I didn't hear what he said. Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman. I don't know. Marcus Stroman will not Thanks, be the Uber. person. Uh, I don't think. I think the Yankees are going, at least publicly, they seem like they they, they have like a little secret. Mm-hmm. Like they think that they know something. Yeah. Uh, and it, in hindsight, it didn't feel that way last year, but it felt like they, within their own circle, mm-hmm. they were very confident the judge was going to be back, even when it seemed like he was going to San Francisco. Yeah. So I don't know that they actually know something. We'll have to wait and see. I guess it will depend on what the money is and all the different offers, which it just seems like it's going up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a very good start. This it is, is. This, this is the kind of start you're, t- you're talking about. Boy, Jack Curry looks like he just got a raise. Look at the smile on his face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's not going to have to watch Billy McKinney and, and uh, oh, Jake man. Bowers, IKF. Look at the very dapper Michael K. Look at that. Nice job. Look at him. Did he work today? He looks like he, he looks like he just rolled out of a. a he has one. Of, he has one of those those like tele uh, like the uh, the fireman pole, and it just throws a suit <laughs> on him with a pinstripe tie, quaffs the hair, and he's ready to go. He's ready to go. Ready I'm to tired. I'm gone. See him. No, no, he, he doesn't look tired to me. Dave's in Flatbush. Hey, Dave, you're next on 98.7. How you doing? So I called about Zach Wilson. I just want to start with uh, that Soto. It's a uh, congratulations to the Yankee fans, but I look forward in a year when he just takes the seven line to Queens as we'll a see. free agent. We'll see. Um, but Zach Wilson, I mean, I have never seen a situation where four times a quarterback is given another chance. <laughs> four yeah. times it's been. It's been two with the with the White with Mike White. This offseason, obviously, they passed. They, they got Aaron Rodgers, and now he's getting another opportunity after being benched. But I will say this. You heard it here first. He is having a monster game Sunday because he sticks it to the Jets when we think he's going to be – when he thinks he's going to be good as a draft pick, he stinks. And then he, then he doubles down. He gets another chance. He stinks. Another chance he stinks. Now that we finally gave up on him and we're ready to move on next year with hopefully a healthy Aaron Rodgers, and then in two years, maybe a new a new quarterback. He's going to have a monster game just to stick it to us again and say, peace out. Dave, the only way his monster game affects you is if it, if is if the team wins and you move a slot down in your in their draft order. And I don't see him having the monster game, Gordon. I mean, he might. Anything's possible. The Jets beat the Eagles this year, right? Anything yes. can happen. Anything's possible. And generally, whatever's the worst for the Jets happens. Yes. And I think it, you can make the argument losing 10 in a row and firing the coach and all that type of stuff. That's the worst that could happen. But 
You could also make the argument that winning a couple of meaningless games and dropping yeah. down in the draft order and trying to spit it, hey, it was just the Rodgers injury. Mm-hmm. That was the only issue. And that might be the worst case scenario. That's how the that's how the Jets got in this situation. You know, if winning the, a meaningless if, game. Right. The difference one game makes. The difference. Although they would have screwed him up somehow. They would they would have brought in Urban Meyer or something. No, uh, they wouldn't have brought in Urban Meyer. <laughs> they don't need to do that. They have in house people. Yeah. We, we we have people that do that already. Uh, yeah. But if they were not playing the Texans, I think that it would be possible for mm-hmm. him to go out and kind of light yeah. things up. If they yeah. were playing Washington this week or they were yeah, playing yeah, like a middle you. of the road Got team, you. I could see it. Yeah. And this is a you know what? And you said it earlier, Gordon, you're a thousand percent right. The Jets are looking in the mirror, and this is what it should have been for them. This Houston Texans team. Oh, it's it's CJ Stroud coming in, throwing the ball all over the yard. Second pick in the draft, right? Oh, it's unbelievable. It's like it's like the butterfly effect in in reverse or something like yeah. that, or sliding windows or sliding doors or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you this: first, it was Joel Sherman who uh, announced it. Gordon, John Heyman, now Jack Curry. It's official. The deal is done. Juan Soto. A member of the New York Yankees, Roscoe's in Brooklyn. Hey, Roscoe, you're next on 98.7. Guys, I wonder how many phone calls y'all going to get tonight where he's going on the seven line next year. Well, you know what, Mets fans? You might have Uncle Stevie. You might have everything going on for you right now. But we got our left fielder, and he's a lefty, and he's Juan Soto. Juan Soto for the to the New York Yankees until it's not official. I'm not gonna say it yet, but I know it's official. So let's go, baby. Met fans, eat your heart out. He's gonna be there next year, but this year he's with us. I don't know that he's. I don't know that he's gonna be there. Next, I know that he's gonna be with the Mets next year, Gordon. I, th- I think the if the Yankees don't get Yamamoto, I think they'll go all in to make sure they sign him. And I don't know that the that the Mets are going would be able to sign both anyway. As yeah, much as much well, money as, as, as much Cohen, money as yeah. he's gotten, I don't know. I don't know because that that tax is very that luxury tax is very expensive, very expensive. But he's he's all about that. That's the one thing he's got going in his favor. I know. But I think when he's here's the thing though. When you saw what happened this year to him, which are two high priced mm-hmm. veteran starters, sure. It, it kind of moved him back a little bit, and I don't know what Stearns thinks. Gordon, I don't know how Stearns views this. Stearns is a guy that, you know, built built through the draft, farm system, middle America, you know, with, with Milwaukee. I don't know that he's going to be that big, okay, you know, just keep spending, 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 spending. Right. You know, I think that that's kind of the, one of the reasons you brought him in, and the Mets will have their own yeah, free agent. Have. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to have to pay Pete Alonso. Yes, they, <laughs> they better figure that out. Right. Like soon. Jonathan's in L.A. What's up, Jonathan? Oh, my God. How's it going, fellas? Am I party? Well, I'm not really party. I'm partying, me- I'm partying by myself in the car, man. A couple of tears came down my cheek. I'm acting like the like the Yankees won the World Series, man. But I'm just happy, and I just want to send a message to all the Yankee fans, before, those negative Yankee fans, that before they start with the call, that now let's go after this guy. Let's, let's enjoy the ride, guys. We got this young phenom. We got Judge. We got the reigning Cy Young winner. Oh, my goodness, guys. Is it, am I being biased, or are we, like, really stacked? Are we going to be the favorites to win the World Series? I got to give props to Brian Cashman. He didn't do that good of a, of a job last year. He made it up for us. Now, well, you know what? I take my words back. Now let's go get Yamamoto, and that's it. 
that's it. That will put the cherry on top, guys. But it's a great feeling to be a Yankee fan, guys. Go Yankees. And hopefully we take it all this year, baby. Let's go! Yankee fans are celebrating, of course. Oh, so well, happy. I mean, it's worth – we have had to live through a year of offense that was as anemic as anything that most people have ever seen. It was their worst season in 30 years. Three mm-hmm. decades of, of, of Yankee baseball. They'd never seen anything like that. Yep. So to, to, to be adding – a 25-year-old, and here's his his career slash line: 284, mm-hmm. yep. 421 on base, and a 524 slug. The only players in in baseball history to match wow. or exceed each of those numbers for their careers: Bonds, Jimmy Fox, Lou Gehrig, Rogers Hornsby, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Ted Williams. Hall of Famers, huh? They are, they are. Well, all of them but one. But we yeah. know they can't, they can't find a, a bus to fit his. Watch it, large. Watch it, large <laughs> noggin in Barry Bond. So, but uh, yeah, the other, I, I think you would sign for any of those guys. Well, there's no question about it. You definitely would. You definitely would. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Hey, Tommy. Oh, I'm I'm on cloud nine right now. This is this this is this is a great day in Yankee history. You know, after they made the move for uh, for uh, Verdugo, you know, it was like, oh, is that all we're going to do? And then Cashman just, he swung it. And I tell you what, man, remember a couple of years ago when he he made that comment, uh, fully operational Death Star? That's, I think that's that's the move he made. So I'm, I'm just so happy. He's going to look so good in pinstripes. This, I, I'm already looking at, like, lineup permutations that we can go with and the amount of protection he's going to provide for for judge whether he's before him or after him that this is awesome so thanks for taking the call fellas have a great evening thank you tommy, All right, tommy enjoy it my friend enjoy it i tell you that lineup could be really good gordon it, it, could does, be really it, it good. does need some bounce backs uh you have to see what stanton is going to do next year mm-hmm. lemayhew has had some down Rizzo. years although he did have a, a bit of a strong finish to the season so you need some other guys to step up uh, that are here. What, what's the health of Rizzo? All that type of stuff. But in terms of one move, this is the move to. If you are ever going to make one move to fix mm-hmm. things, this is the move to make. There was a there was a phrase I used about the Yankee lineup last year about what it wasn't, and I think we can bring it back this year because I think it will be. I'll share with you what that is next on ninety eight seven ESPN.